Podcast World, are you ready? My name is Brandon Arroyo. This is the Brandon Arroyo Podcast. Start the show. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Brandon Arroyo here. This is the Brandon Arroyo Podcast. If anybody else was doing this podcast, the name would be inaccurate. You may remember me as the guy that covered your Steelers, your Browns, your Cavaliers, your Bills. You may know me from a little show called Worst Cooks in America on the Food Network. Or maybe you just met me out somewhere. We bumped into laundry detergent together and you were like, oh my gosh, you look interesting. I bet you have a podcast. And I said, yes, enjoy said podcast. Here's the link. However you ended up here, I'm glad you are here because I'm here, and otherwise we wouldn't be hanging out together, so it, it works out. This is basically how it's going to work with the podcast. I'll give you a few minutes of just saying hello and talking about what's going on in the world. Hope you're enjoying yourself. Hope you're having a good, nice, hopefully not too cold up here in Cleveland. It is freezing outside. Literally, it's, free, it's below 32 degrees, so it's technically freezing. Um, wherever you are, if you are in Texas, the home of the individual I will be interviewing in just a few moments, hope you're enjoying a nice Texas uh, winter. I'm guessing you guys don't have snow down there as of right now, but I I mean, who knows? Maybe they say everything is bigger in Texas. Maybe it's a bigger uh, temperature differential than what I'm aware of. If that's the case, then um, enjoy that. Enjoy your, your little bit of snow. Anyway, person I'm going to be interviewing today, I came across her profile because I was doing some, uh, you know, I, I was watching the movie Jumanji and I was like, wow, this is a really talented cast. And I'm not, not just the individuals, uh, that, you know, were the main characters once they got into the game, you know, the rock, um, Kevin Hart, uh, I was talking about the, the people that were right there at the beginning, the young actors that were in high school and then the young actors, uh, at the end of the movie as well. And one of them happened to have in their Instagram story, a picture of this young woman or a video of this young woman performing on stage. And I just thought, my God, this girl has an endless amount of energy like if the energizer bunny put on a blonde wig and thumped its drum across stage that's what i sort of got put to mind of but at the same time like this vibe of smile like it was almost like if a puppy and the energizer bunny were on stage and all of those feels mixed up in a pot and got thrown at you and was like, here, enjoy these feels. That's what this was kind of like. And her name just so happened to be Tiffany Stringer. Now, I reached out and I did some research, um, and she was kind enough to come and be the first interview back in this world of entertainment, this wild and wacky world where she lives out in La La Land, Los Angeles, California. So... We catched up, we did a little bit of chatting, and this is what came out of it. I am Brandon Arroyo. I am a terrible cook, but I do enjoy talking entertainment. Here is Tiffany Stringer. So let's get right into it. So I got to ask, were you like one of those kids that would be singing around the house and always into music, or did that come on a little bit later? I actually, okay, so I started out dancing. I've been dancing since I was two. And um, it all kind of just like spiraled into 
what it is today. I mean, I guess we're all a culmination of like everything we're surrounded by when we're little, but I started out dancing. I got into musical theater when I was in fourth grade and then I didn't fully get into like, you know, on stage performing as like a musician until I was in like eighth grade. Yeah. Eighth grade high school. And that was when I, I, um, fun fact about me. I was, I was a touring kids about kid for like maybe a half a year of my life. And I, I remember going to my mom and I told her and I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So that was kind of the beginning of it. It was a funny, funny way of happening, but. Okay. <laughs> that is absolutely going to end up on like the Tiffany Stringer, uh, fact, fun fact cards in the future. <laughs> it's going to come out eventually. Might as well embrace it, you know? <laughs> now, do you have brothers and sisters? And what did they think about this when you first started really getting involved with wanting to get into music? I do, actually. Um, so I have two older half-siblings, but um, my closest sibling is my sister. She's 14 months older than me. Her name is Melanie. Um, and she, she and I, we are... I mean, she's the best sister. We're completely opposite. She's actually a, a teacher back home in South Lake, Texas. And um, it's so fun. They've they've always been really supportive. I It really kicked in recently when, um, I mean, they've always been supportive. But when I put out pieces, I mean, I think it really kind of opened their eyes. They were like, okay, like, she's going to do this. Like, even my parents were like, like, you know, putting me in classes and stuff, but they never really thought I would do it as a career, I guess. Um, but they're like, yeah, okay, this is her dream. And they've always supported me a hundred percent. So, I mean, I, I really couldn't ask for a better family. And I definitely want to talk a little bit about pieces. Let's go to that real quick. So you dropped that back in August. It's really an empowering song. Was that, I mean, for you, when you first heard that song come out, or obviously while you were making it, but when it, it first was officially released, what was that sort of moment like for you to officially have one song that's out there that you were able to get, you know, really put together like that? Yeah, actually, it was it was really scary. I um, So I had been, I mean, this has been my dream for a while. Like I said, I've, I've really been committed to it to like eighth grade, but I had a lot of fear, honestly. So I, um, that first song was a big triumph for me because when I put it out, I was like, it wasn't about how it was going to do. It was more so about, okay, I'm doing this because I love it. And I'm just going to go all in because, because of that. So I put that song out and, um, I mean, it really was just like a breath of fresh air after that. I was like, okay, now I'm just going to work 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 because it's a, a never-ending thing obviously but um I just I could finally breathe and be like okay now now I'm a musician you know I have music out there it's like I'm not just going around telling people I'm a musician but I actually have you know proof of it in the in the digital world so it was a really really special moment yeah do you have any relatives that are in the business or is this sort of you're taking it on full steam and, and you don't really have any relatives that have done it in the past? I, I don't. I, I always make a joke when I talk to people about this. Um, my dad tried out for the Texas, I think it was the Texas Boys Choir when he was younger. And that's about the extent of music in my family. Although we do a lot of dancing and singing around the house, but nothing professionally. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, uh, when you were a young wee lad Tiff, uh, what were some of the influences that you saw before you got into doing the kids bop that you listened to and you were like, oh my gosh, this sounds like fun. I want to get into this. Oh yeah. Okay. So I actually, I wrote out a list because I, I figured you're going to ask me this and I, <laughs> I never, I never know like what I'm going to say because it, I feel like it's always different, but I'll be straight up with you. I grew up on like strictly pop music and, and it's not so much like, I mean, granted, I love nowadays I'm obsessed with like, no doubt Gwen Stefani. I also really love like Katy Perry and, um, just her songwriting. I just love that raw youth. Um, but when I was growing up, I think the first person that really got me and it wasn't even, I kind of consider myself more of an entertainer than I would, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm a musician, you know, because there's some classically trained, just unbelievable talent in this world. But I, I watched, I had this DVD of Britney Spears, her live concert. And I remember seeing her up on stage and it was just like, oh, world, she brought you into this, like, every, every song was a different universe. And that was like, really, really cool to me. I remember my parents always tell this story. I would dance on the fireplace to Britney Spears songs. And they honestly, they thought it was going to be a stripper or something because I was just like, <laughs> I was so into these songs that I'm like, let's just like throwing pillows and everything. And we have videos of that. And it's, um, I just love anybody that can take you into a world and, you know, kind of make you forget about where you are and, you kind of get to just be this character for a second and forget about all your troubles and stuff like that. That for me is, is what really gets me about any, any form of art. Yeah. And I th- it's, it's really your, your onstage performance that really sort of drew me to your career when I first saw you. So the way I sort of came across your, um, profile, um, I had been watching Jumanji about two weeks ago and one of the people in there was Madison Eisman. So I was going through the, the cast of Jumanji and watching their Instagram stories and Madison Eisman had done a video story from your performance and I was like who is this girl she is um, you have this performance on stage where you kind of just take over the stage um, and it reminded me a lot of um, I had interviewed Mac Miller when he did his first House of Blues show and the way that he sort of took over the stage was really just reminiscent of how you sort of just take over the stage and you have this sort of uh, vibe that you put out that the people in the audience can't help but sort of take a part in. Um, tell me a little bit about just that, what you have like when you get on stage, what's that feeling like for you and is that really something that you focus on is that vibe that you have when you're on stage well first off i i want to say thank you brandon I, I really appreciate that for you saying that i mac miller is an incredible an incredible person and musician so for even just have my name in the same sentence of him is really an honor um but as far as that goes i am i really so i'll give you a little backstory on that show it ended up I went to go see Bohemian Rhapsody actually last week and I came out of it to a text from one of my friends and she said, Hey, there's an opening on the show. I know it's last minute, but do you want to do it? And so I came out of this movie after seeing, you know, the stories of Freddie Mercury and I was like, 
really inspired because I was like, okay, like I can do anything. Like he just made me feel on top of the world. So I agreed to the show and I was like, okay, I can do this. Like I, you know, if I put my mind to something like I can be that. And, um, so I said yes to the show. And then, you know, as days passed, I was like, oh my God, like, what did I get myself into? Like, I didn't have a band. I didn't have anything ready. I didn't even know what songs I was going to sing, but I was just like, okay, we're going to do it. Like if I committed to it with a you know good intention, it means I'm supposed to do it. And so pretty much we got to the show and everything, not everything could have gone wrong, but a lot of things were just like out of our control. And I literally, I was just standing there. I was like, you know what? Like none of these things matter. Like it's, it's about me. I'm here for a reason. Like, the world, the universe has put me in this moment for a reason. So I'm going to just fully commit to this moment and just have the time of my life and, um, and do it for these people and like, let them know that like, we're just having fun. Like that's what this life is about. And so when I, when I get up on stage, sometimes I get into my, you know, I'm, I'm like in my, in the middle of my second song and I'm just like, Oh wow, I'm on stage. I don't even really know what happened and how I got here. And I just kind of let loose and I, I just have to breathe and just enjoy the moment because, like, there's nothing more rewarding than just being up on stage and seeing people smiling and having fun. And I think that is just what fuels me in that moment because I just I, – when I say I want other people to, like, kind of just forget about their troubles and sorrows, it's, uh, that's, that's what I'm doing when I'm up there. It's just, like, all goodness. So I really try and immerse myself in that feeling. Quick five-second plug for you, wherever you are listening to this from, whether you're in the gym, I don't know, walking your dog fluffy, go ahead and check out the social media accounts. Uh, I am at Arroyo is blessed on all social media accounts. Arroyo, spelled A-R-R-O-Y-O. Arroyo is blessed on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Be sure to check that out. And also, please subscribe to the Brandon Arroyo podcast on your listening devices. This is the first episode, and I hope to have you around a lot longer, because I'm, I'm going to be around. So if I'm, otherwise, I'll just be sitting here talking to myself. So <clears throat> back to the interview. I, I believe that when you were younger, you had gone to or through the Hollywood Launch Academy. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, okay. Wow. I I totally I love them. I, it's been so long. I actually had a friend from Hollywood Launch just reach out to me over Instagram the other day. So um, those are good times. I did a lot of when I was younger, I would do like summer camps and just different things like during uh, the school year just so I could stay involved because I just love creating. That was just, I love the friendships I would make through it and um, just all the memories I had while doing that. Um, Hollywood launch was awesome. It was really centered around just like finding what makes, what you do naturally, what makes you special and then just honing in on it. And I, it was, it was so fun. It was like the first time I had to like, you know, kind of be professional. Like we would, he'd be like, okay, you need to have your nails done. And so like, it was just like, you know, is stepping into the world of just like uh, what it means. Like they were always just so focused on being who you are and really just letting the world see that. And so that was a really, I'm so thankful I got to grow up in environments like that because they really celebrated, you know, your individuality. And I think for kids, it's, 
it's sometimes hard because you have to you feel like you have to fit into a certain group in school or like you know you have to do a certain activity and you have to identify with that activity but it I was really fortunate to grow up in groups that really focused on individuality and so Hollywood launch and I also went to this theater called Life Song and worked at this company called Septian and they all really celebrated that and made me who I am today. So I'm really thankful for that. Yeah, that was actually going to be the next group I was going to ask you about. So the Septian, tell me a little bit about that, because I did end up seeing a little clip of you on a little show called uh, uh, Channel 47's The Broadcast. Um, Tell me a little bit about that. You were, what, 16 years old at that point? Was that one of your first times uh, performing on TV? Was that the, is that the one where I'm dressed as Tinkerbell? I believe you were in a costume, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm dressed as Tinkerbell for that one. We did little... Um, a little Halloween special. Um, yeah, that one was actually really crazy. I think I've only been on like the news once or twice. And that, I think that was my first time. And we had rehearsed these songs. I'm actually, I, I love all the people in that video. They're all amazing artists um, that have put out music today. You can, you can go find that on YouTube and look them up too. Um, I, yeah, that one. Oh, but I think we sang Radioactive. We did a little holiday mashup. That one was crazy. I remember we had to get there really early in the morning because it was an early morning broadcast and um, dressed up in costumes. It was so fun. Just got to be in a little character and uh, celebrate the work we've done. I think it was um, in promotion for Septian. They were really awesome. They have a, a master class. They still do that. It's run by Linda Septian. And um, my vocal coach at the time was W.T. Greer. Um yeah, that was a that was one of my first experiences with it. I think I was really nervous, but once you get in the moment, you kind of just have to step up to the plate and uh, go all out. So, oh, good times. Now, tell me a little bit about um, just that first when you decided that it was time to make the move from Texas to Los Angeles. I've always told people that when you know, like, there's a feeling that you need to be in either Los Angeles or New York. Like, you know that you need to be there. Tell me about that and making that decision, because even if you're driven, that's still a little bit of a tough decision to make when you move that far away from home. Yeah, um... I feel like I, I kind of compare it to how it is when I kind of find myself on stage. Like sometimes I'm like, it, the first song's over. I'm like, oh wow, what even happened? Like we just like were on this high and we just did it. Um, but I, so I was going to school. I went to South Lake Carroll in South Lake Texas near Dallas. I um, had been taken out of that school because I I was on American Idol for a little bit and. Um, everything kind of ruffled up like I was out of school and everything so I I transferred to this um art school then I did a semester there and it wasn't working out so I was like you know what like I I have an option I can either go back to school and um I knew I was going to be a little behind just with curriculum and stuff or I can you know just start this life that I've always wanted to live and I really kind of found myself at a crossroad and I was like okay I think that everything's kind of lining up the way it should be. I'm just going to do this. And so that, um, that February, I think I, um, came and visited in California and I had been back and forth my whole life. I have some, uh, kind of extended family out here. So I came to visit out here in February, lived with some people, um, for a little bit, got a little taste of what it's like, made some friends, kind of went through my, what is this? Who am I phase? And, 
I actually met my best friend Madison in that whole time, and I got a job offer at this clothing store. It was like everything lined up. Um, you know, Madison ended up being my roommate, moved out here. And um, that was when I was like, okay, everything's literally just falling into place. I know I'm supposed to be here. And so I packed up my things in the August of that year, and I was like, okay, we're doing this. No turning back now. Um, I, got, I, I got my GED, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm all in. Let's do this. And that was when I came out here, and I best decision of my life. I don't really... You know, I wasn't thinking too much because at the time I, I was 17 and I don't think I was thinking, I don't think my parents were thinking. We were just like, saw the vision of where we wanted to go and we just headed towards it. And I think that was, you know, no advice could have turned me away from that. You know, it was just all, all in. Absolutely. Put all my cards on the table. Yeah. And I mean, so I always say that you'll sort of know, like when you have those moments, like, just like you were saying, I, I always say GPS man's God's plan survives. Like if he knows where you're going, you're going to be going there. Exactly. It, it, and you can resist it all you want, but I, I always, I really feel like, you know, everyone's like, what am I supposed to do with my life? Like, where do I want to be? And it's like your heart like where your heart is, like that is your compass. So you can resist things as much as you want, but where your joy is, that is where you are supposed to be. And I think the best way that we can, you know, make the world a better place and leave an impact on this world is by doing what we love because we love it for a reason. And, and that's what we're supposed to follow. So and that's I, what I did. <laughs> I do want to talk a little bit about what you've been into since you've been to L.A., but first I want to get into a little bit of a rapid-fire question for you. Okay. Oh, um, wow, yeah. All right, so first off, favorite Christmas movie? Favorite Christmas movie, Elf. Favorite meal? Favorite meal, pasta. Uh, childhood music artist that you liked? Uh, Katy Perry. First celebrity crush? Oh, I'm thinking of Zac Efron, but I don't know. Actually, yes, I, Zac Efron. Oh, wow. I can't believe I said that. I'm really committing to it. Way back. Got to commit to it. Um, yeah. First concert. First concert, Beyonce. What are you a nerdy fan of? A nerdy fan? I. This is new, but I really love Marvel. Um, my My boyfriend got me into it, and I am just... I, I, I was really late to the game, but I just I get so excited for those movies to come out. So yeah, Marvel. <laughs> first job. Uh, first job. What was my first job? Oh, uh, Brainy Melville, I think. Actually, no, I think it was Kids Bop. Yeah, Kids Bop. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right, so we can like slow it back down now. Uh, you can take a deep breath. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> uh, tell me a little bit about what it was like when you first walked on the set of American Idol and saw J-Lo sitting there, because I think anytime you see an icon like that, it can really take you back. I remember I was, the first time I saw her was literally right about as I was going to go in the room and she walked by and I was like, Oh my God, she doesn't even look real like she looked like a living breathing like barbie doll like it was just everything was perfect her walk her attitude her smile and i was just like that woman is literally perfect so and when yeah. you when you started singing and you saw her kind of bopping her head what was the feeling like that you had at that moment because she was kind of the first person that reacted to your singing yeah um that that moment was crazy i i she's 
so gracious and so beautiful. It was so crazy. I was so nervous and I hadn't really gotten a, uh, a hold on what I, you know, who I was at that point. And, um, that audition was crazy because I'll tell you a little story. Not, not a lot of people know this, but I went in singing a Jackson five song that day. The first song I sang was actually, uh, want you back by the Jackson five. And so while I was in that audition, they asked me to sing want you back by Cher Lloyd. So by this point I'm like, you know, I'm terrified because I've already sang a song and I'm like, what are they thinking? Um, and it was really nice to have, them bopping their heads and really enjoying it all. So that was, that was warming to my heart. I, I love that memory. Now, okay, so I'm going to ask, when you think back on your time on American Idol, i got to imagine that's something that you think, like, like it just makes you so happy to remember what you went through and how you experienced that. Would that be accurate? Um, it is. Yeah, it really is. I, I'm actually still friends with a lot of the people I became – or. I'm friends with them, all the people that I became friends with on the show. I see them a lot out here and it's, it's, it's really a family. I mean, I, it was never one of my dreams to be on that show. Actually, my dad tricked me into auditioning. He is a huge fan of those shows. And, um, we were driving down to new Orleans, which is where I auditioned. And my dad was like, Hey, by the way, I got you an audition for American Idol. And like, we're already on the drive downs and it was lighthearted and fun. I was like, you know what? Like I'll do it. And, um, and it was like, it was a big, uh, not, what is the word? Like it would just, it kind of transitioned. It was like, okay, I made it through. It was like, okay, I can actually do this. Like it gave me a little bit of affirmation. It's not, yeah. Like it's not just like my parents being like, yeah, my daughter's great. It was like other people saw it too. And, um, and I didn't really know what I was yet. And I, you know, I was excited and everything. And and that was really, really cool, but it was cool to just kind of have people excited about what I was doing. I made friends with all the crew and everything and it was it was a really special time in my life quick five second plug for you wherever you are listening to this from whether you're in the gym i don't know walking your dog fluffy go ahead and check out the social media accounts uh i am at arroyo is blessed on all social media accounts arroyo spelled a-r-r-o-y-o arroyo is blessed on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Be sure to check that out. And also, please subscribe to the Brandon Arroyo podcast on your listening devices. This is the first episode. I hope to have you around a lot longer because I'm, I'm going to be around. So if I'm otherwise, I'll just be sitting here talking to myself. So <clears throat> back to the interview. So very t- thankful for it. Tiffany, we kind of went in opposite directions. You got onto a reality show because you were really good at what you were doing. I got onto Worst Cooks in America because I was a terrible chef. Um, but sure I know that... Joking. I love it! <laughs> Once I got eliminated, I was having dreams of being on set for, like, weeks. When you left American Idol, were you having flashbacks or anything like that? Um, I don't know. At this point in my life, I was really kind of on just, like, a forward, like let's do this. And around that time was when I moved out to California. So it was just like, okay, what's next? What's next? I was on like the high from it and just kept going. Um, but there are times, I mean, when the audition came out, there was the parts I was like, Oh my God, like, I I can't believe I did that. But, um, you know, when you're a kid, you're just, it's hard to like, look back at like things you've done. Like 
and being like, wow, what was, I was so bold. How did I, what was I thinking? And the truth is most of the time I'm, I'm really not, I'm just living. But I feel like those are when the best stories come and you just kind of are in the moment. So, so I do, I do, I do still have um, flashbacks of it and I laugh and it's, it's all in good fun. So Okay. I, I love that you were on the worst gigs of America. That's amazing. Yeah, that was uh, that was quite the experience. And uh, um, I would like to just throw out there to the world that I can cook like four things now really well. Um, yes, I'm clapping. I'm thank clapping you. I'm doing I'm doing a bow. So since we're in the podcast world, we got to play it out. Yeah. Yes, yes. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you very much. Um, but, and that was actually my first time touching a fish. I had never touched a fish until oh, wow. I was on that set. So. I honestly, I think I still haven't touched a fish. So maybe okay. I'll have you, maybe when you're out in LA, you can uh, come make us a, a fish dinner. There it is. <laughs> it's going to happen. Book it. Um, so on that note, what do you, uh, what do you cook for yourself? I know before I went on this show, I didn't know how to cook very well. And I almost burned down my apartment with a pop tart in a microwave. So do you know how to cook and what is your meal of choice to cook? Yes. Okay. So I'll, I'll start off with a bad cooking experience just so, you know, I can, I, I can appreciate show you that. On that. Um, one time, this isn't, this isn't huge, but I actually have two stories. Okay. I'll do this one. Um, one time I did the classic started boiling a pan of water and forgot about it or pot of water and forgot about it. And I got in the shower and I let that pot boil until there was no water left it literally could have ended in a complete total disaster, especially because I'm renting. It could have, you know, burned someone else's house down. Great. Gratefully I didn't. Um, but yeah, I've, I've done that on multiple occasions. I just get sidetracked and forget what I'm doing. And then, you know, then I got smoke in the house, but, uh, I guess, I guess my favorite thing to cook and make, Hmm. Oh, I love Trader Joe's. This isn't, I'm not like an amazing cook. I just, it's pretty easy, but I will make like chicken. We love chicken in our house. And so, um, there's this tiki masala sauce from Trader Joe's and it's so easy. You just cook the chicken first in a pan and then you add the tiki masala sauce in and it is so good. We make it with some Texas toast garlic bread (laughs) and, um, that's probably one of my favorite meals to cook at home. It's very simple. Pretty much is already done. I just have to do the chicken. Um, but that's one of my favorites for sure. I'm sure all of my, uh, worst cooks followers will be able to empathize with the boiling water that got left uh, and evaporated. (laughs) All right. So back to music real quick. Um, I got to ask, what was the moment like when you first submitted a song to Spotify, to iTunes? Because that's kind of really, you know, a benchmark in someone's career when they first make that decision to submit. What was that like for you? Yeah. Um, Okay, well, I'll give you a little secret. A lot of my Texas people know this, but um, when I was younger, I had one song put up. It was called Your Distraction. And my parents actually put it up as a present for my birthday. It was the, literally the first song I had ever written. And like, you can only imagine how not amazing that one was like my first try. It was, um, just about this boy back home in Texas. And actually it wasn't even really, I was just writing about love. You know, I'm just like 
working that muscle. So my parents actually put it up, and that was the first song I ever put out. I think I was in eighth grade, maybe. And um, it actually, it did really well. My whole town was singing it, and they loved it. I mean, I still have people talk to me about it um, to this day. And so that was, like, my first experience with putting music out, so I got my little trial run in. Um, it's not out anymore. I, I had my parents take it down because I was just like, come on. Um, but with pieces, that one was really cool because I got the kind of freedom of making that choice myself and being like, okay, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm going to grow and, you know, you'll learn new things along the way, but you kind of just got to start where you're at. You know, you can, you can wait till you have everything perfected, but it's really just about showing people your growth, showing people how you feel and expressing yourself. And so it was just so freeing to be able to make that choice and to have that opportunity for sure. So you're currently in Los Angeles, Tiffany. And when I saw your video, it really put me to mind of, I'm not sure if you saw Katy Perry's documentary that she had, where she had moved out to Los Angeles and she was sort of jumping around to different labels. And it wasn't quite like she was still performing on, you know, the local stages and uh, the local warehouses where she was able to get on a stage. And what I saw from you really reminded me of that. The Katy Perry, where she was really just on that verge of that big break. So I want to ask you where you're going to be, you know, in the future. Are you staying in Los Angeles for the start of 2019? Where should we be keeping an eye out for you for future um, uh, performances? Yes, I will be in L.A. I'm I'm based in L.A. right now, but I do in in 2019, I would love to do a show back home in Texas. And then I also am hoping to do another show out in New York. I um, I got a good response from pieces in New York, so I'm I'm hoping to make it out there soon. And then I just want to, you know, if I can perform anywhere else, I want to go all over the country. 2019 actually posted a tweet. I was like, 2019 is going to be a game changer for me and everyone around me and including all, you know, anybody that reads the tweet or hears this podcast, like we're all on, all in this together. If you're hearing this, you're hearing it for a reason. And, um, I really just want to start building that family of people who have these dreams and have been maybe afraid to like go after them, but it's like, now is the time there's no, there's no better moment than right now. If you're thinking of doing something and wanting to be somewhere with your life, it's about just setting that intention and just getting started. So that's 2019 is going to be the year of just so much music, so much love, so much friendship and good times and performances. And, you know, I want to, I want to take this feeling global. And so that's where I'm kind of headed right now. That's my intention. So we're going to get started on that. Tiffany, thank you so much for being on here. Tiffany, thank you so much. If you're new to the channel, new to the podcast, please go ahead and hit a follow, hit a like, whatever your social media account is. Go to Arroyo is Blessed and hit the follow. Let me know who you might want to see on the next podcast. So grateful to have you here with me today. Whatever you're into, whatever you got going on in life, if you're struggling, Know that it gets better. If you're having a really good time in life right now, if you're riding high on the horse, 
make sure you go ahead and reach out and give a little pat on the back to someone that might need it. You know, because we, we could all use a hug here and there. You know, if it's a random person at the grocery store, well, I walk over in a dairy aisle, give them a hug. Like, oh my gosh, who's this guy giving me a hug? On second thought, don't do that. Don't walk up to a random person and give them a hug. Guys, this has been the Brandon Arroyo Podcast. I'm Brandon Arroyo, and that is the end of the show. I love you. I'll see you next week.